0: It takes more than editing source files directly on production servers and calling it continuous delivery to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering episode 250. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about all the non-technical stuff, like how to get away with continuous delivery by not actually implementing continuous delivery.
1: Usually the thing you say after how to get away with is murder. (laughs) So I don't know what this says about editing files directly on production servers.
0: If you've ever hefted the continuous delivery book, you know that it is a potential, potent murder weapon. (laughs) (laughs) It's a murder weapon. (laughs) You can't get through airport security with that book.
1: Yeah. Trust us. This will help you go faster. This ponderous thousand page tome. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of wild that this is just how it used to work in the PHP days. You just continuously delivered all the time because your whole app reloaded <laughs> on every request.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Hot reloading. Boom, hot. it was done. It was so hot. Long before JavaScript. I want to thank our wonderful patrons. Thank you to Nick Cantar, the Agile Ventures Charity, Chris Hogan, Braden Kane, Stephen Arman Lee, Philip John Basile. Whoa, I changed your name. Sorry. John Grant, Dennis Bogdanov, Travis Sanders, Nick Hathaway, Oladapo Fadiye, Karen Svainson, Ragnar Hardison, Christian Polanco, Roman Denisov, FizzBuzz influencer, Adrian Bordink, and testingisdocumentation.org. Thank you to those folks. Sorry that I mispronounced your names. I can't promise it won't happen again. (laughs) If you want your name mispronounced, then go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon, and we will shout you out at a certain threshold. But at any number of dollars or monetary unit that you can convert into dollars, you'll get an invite to our Slack team, which is great and happy, and kind, and hmm, I'm trying to think of another adjective. Nice. Impeccable impeccable table manners.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going for more kind synonyms. No, just
1: more good things, you know.
0: I can only imagine the table manners are top-notch in this community.
1: They know how many forks and where to put them yeah. for a fancy dinner.
0: Well, I mean, just for reference, I have literally never seen a single Member of our Slack community put their elbows on the, on a dinner table. <laughs> I have never seen them slurp
1: soup in a country where that is impolite, or fail to slurp soup in a country where that is polite. Correct. They get it right 100 percent of the time. Oh, amazing website too. I'm gonna take this one. Someone tweeted at us a website called mediocre.dev/slash. It takes more, and it looks like they compiled all of the intros. And you just hit a button and get a new random intro, which is pretty rad. So if you want to review the intros with words, I should clarify it. These are text. They're not audio snippets.
0: Yeah, that's version two.
1: Yeah. I wonder if you could turn this into those quotes of the day files. Do you
0: remember those? Oh, yeah. The QOTD. Or MOTD was the message of the day in in your Linux login.
1: Yeah. I need one of those of myself. (laughs)
0: Yourself. Yeah. You're such a narcissist. But thank you for doing this. This is cool. We'll attach a link. It is cool. I I, I shared it with a coworker at dinner last night, and he just sat there, kept tapping the button to read more and more and chuckling. It was good. Nice. Created a binge reader on your website. Yeah,
1: that engagement is
0: really high. Yeah. Dave, do you want to read our first question? You bet I do. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I'm a tech lead at a decent-sized corporation. If I want to grow towards a promotion, my options are... A more people management track towards engineering lead, or a more technical track towards staff technical lead. Where I'm struggling is I don't know how I would actually work towards the staff level, seeing as most of my time is spent wrapped up in mentoring, coaching, planning meetings, and just generally large blocks of time spent on Zoom. <laughs> oh, that one hurts. Okay, have you ever seen someone move down that path? I worry I would be letting my other responsibilities slip through the cracks by focusing on my own technical advancement. How should I balance what my team needs from me versus what I need to focus on to get to a role like that? Is the best way to get there one step back to being an individual contributor again, and then two steps forward towards being staff engineer, then staff technical lead? Hmm. So staff tech lead
1: and then that's separate from regular tech lead
0: these titles are weird let's just say that
1: yeah these are weird i i haven't seen tech lead as a promotion track or an explicit role very often it's more like a responsibility
0: meaning you haven't seen that as the title of the person who has the job
1: yeah like you have been congratulations you've been promoted to tech lead now you have been promoted to staff tech lead right i've seen it as a as a hat that people wear at different levels
0: Right. So you're like level six and that implies that you'll be providing technical leadership for a team.
1: Or or like, I don't know, you have a team of five engineers and one of them is the tech lead because of, I don't know, maybe some tenure or experience or aptitude. Mm, but yeah. it's not it's not like they have been promoted explicitly to that role and now they are on a tech lead track. It's, it's just a thing that an experienced engineer who is good at it can do.
0: In the organizations that I've seen, which have a well-defined career ladder, which is very n- small number of organizations, I, I will say, but the ones that have it tend to be very big. <laughs> I've seen them where you have an individual contributor track and a management track. And every one of the management track titles has the word manager in it. And you're expected to do leadership, but it's more focused on people management, but obviously some technical requirements. And on the other yeah. side, on the individual contributor track, you are expected to do leadership, but not the people management side of it. So in other words, you're making technical decisions, you're designing systems that others can work within the confines of the systems you've designed. You probably spend a lot of time on Zoom. You do. that. That's the thing. <laughs> in either of those. <laughs> yeah. Like the numbers go up and the Zoom time goes up regardless of which track you're on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you have different awkward conversations on each side. <laughs> You probably don't have to do performance reviews as a, as a staff engineer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the awkward stuff you would avoid by being a manager. I think you just avoid it all by being <laughs> on the individual contributor
0: track. I mean, the awkward conversations you have as an individual contributor was that, you know, this work isn't up to our bar, our quality bar. Yeah, I guess. I don't like your code. I like you. <laughs> I can't fire you. But I would if I could. And then
1: the manager says, I don't like you. That's, that's right. What you're implying. <laughs> and
0: that's why I'm not giving you a raise this year.
1: Yeah. So there's an interesting problem that I think manifests a lot when people are considering promotion, which is that the business wants the incentives to align so that if you do stuff to make the business better, you will get promoted. Right, And that's not always true. There's sometimes a gap between what you feel like you need to do to get promoted and what helps achieve valuable things for the company. And there's often some pretty good correlation from what I've seen that people who get promoted, I mean, there's some false positives some false negatives, but generally they have done something impactful. So I'm kind of questioning the, I worry I'd be letting my other responsibilities slip through the cracks. Like maybe you need to focus on the responsibilities that would get you promoted because that's a proxy for more impact and you've been sucked into less impactful things just by trying to keep up with all the stuff people ask you to do. Mm-hmm. I think I'm projecting. This is called projecting right <laughs> now. My calendar is very full, and then I get to the end of the week, and I think, what important, Like, did I do the most important things? And sometimes the answer is definitely no. I, I sure answered the stuff people asked me, but...
0: I mean, I went to all the meetings on my calendar.
1: I went I went to all the meetings. I went 100% meeting attendance.
0: <laughs> Perfect attendance. <laughs> you get a little certificate at the end of every quarter. Yeah, gold star.
1: I actually didn't. I skipped one, and then oh. the one I skipped, I was supposed to attend, I found out. So I played the game and lost.
0: Yeah. You know how all these different things like Duolingo and exercise apps, they all have these, this concept of a streak that they've, oh, they've yeah. gamified? We should create like yeah. a, a Google Calendar or Outlook meeting streak plugin.
1: <laughs> it's like the GitHub, yeah, the GitHub uh, yes. code contribution graph, but yes. for meetings. Uh huh.
0: You can feel so proud of yourself.
1: For too long, engineers have dominated the green squares. It's time for managers to get their recognition. <laughs> to get their own green squares. I want my GitHub profile <laughs> to show all the meetings I attend.
0: That would be so funny. You should totally build that. Well, I can't because I'm a manager. You're in meetings. I will I'm ask stuck in meetings <laughs> to build it. <laughs> hey, I've got a special project for you. <laughs>
1: Fast track to promotion.
0: Yeah. Right here. Exactly. I need some recognition. Well, so back to the question here. I I sense that there is an assumption or a presumption baked into this question that I think is wrong, which is that if I stop participating in mentoring coaching planning meetings, and other collaborative efforts, that that will be required to advance on this individual contributor ladder. I take issue with that statement because from my experience with career growth on the individual contributor track, I think it takes a more collaborative person and more skills of collaboration and getting work done through others, which inherently means spending less time on your own individual work and more time in communication, discussion, driving debates, things like that. And so I think what might need to happen here is a mindset shift where you see the value of working through others and scaling yourself out that way, rather than saying, well, I just need to get really, really good at Elasticsearch, you know, and then I can be promoted.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is true that you usually need to have, be really strong in some technical area, but you need the other stuff too. I guess what I'm wondering is, is the question asker saying, I don't have time to focus on really growing my technical skills because I'm doing all this other stuff. And how do I, how do I do both of those things? How do I get really good at Elasticsearch if that's, if that's mm-hmm. my domain, but I have to spend all this time on zoom where really letting my other responsibilities slip through the cracks by focusing on my own technical advancement. Yeah. I mean, if you're like me, you say yes to too many things. So if you can find a way to gracefully divest yourself of some responsibilities that will probably help you focus on more impactful things in general. And I just need to do spring cleaning of things I've said yes to every so often where, mm-hmm. They've, they've just... just piled up in the corners. <laughs> I said yes two years ago, and I'm still doing this thing. I'm like, why am I? No, I'm gonna say no now. It took me two years to recognize. So you could do some pruning mm-hmm. and have a little bit
0: more time. That makes sense. So in other words, maybe maybe there's things that don't help you in any, regardless of which track you're taking. Just cut those out.
1: Yeah. Or I mean, not that they don't help you. That there's just the opportunity cost is too high there's other things you could be doing with that time that would be more helpful than mm. illustrated manuscripts of expense reports right.
0: or something <laughs> <laughs> which you agreed to do for finance for some reason yeah. you never understood but you can't stop because exactly. you said
1: yes <laughs> yeah you're drawing some like weird rabbit goat hybrid <laughs> on the branches and the margins <laughs> of the excel spreadsheets and they really love it they really do it makes them so happy
0: yeah and how could you take that joy away from them
1: you can't which is why You'll get good at illustrated manuscripts and <laughs> <laughs> not being a, a staff tech lead. I agree with your point that they're often success in those roles is more collaborative than individual. There are some people who are just the rare geniuses who just go into a room and make a thing and then show it to everybody yeah. and everybody loves it. But most people are not that person.
0: That's right. And And that person, that style of work tends to usually cause more harm than good.
1: Yeah. And even so I'm trying to think of, I don't know these people at all, but my impression is like the guy who wrote Redis or the guy who made HashiCorp, they make like console and all these fancy enterprise tools, like they seem like fantastically productive individual contributors who just crank out amazing systems, but the impression I get is most of the work they do now is, is like organizing and guiding as the things that they have built have grown and become more impactful. And even if they still have these really strong chops of building very solid systems, they're still working through other people because they need more than they can just do by themselves.
0: Right. See, and, and I've heard this described as the breadth engineer or the depth engineer. and mm, I like that. Most people who have advanced to higher levels on the individual contributor track, I find our breadth engineers, which means they are extremely effective across a wide array of domains and they collaborate well and they can ha- they can be a force multiplier to help other people do better work and more work. But the depth engineer is a little bit the opposite. They know one domain extremely well, so, so their input is very valuable. You know, maybe, it, like I said earlier, I said elastic you know, Maybe they are the search expert. And they don't necessarily work well with lots of other people. They don't necessarily create like a beautiful architecture that like 25 other engineers can work within. But they know how to set up a search system and make it work for you. And that talent is very rare. I would say the ratio of those is like 50 to 1 breadth to depth in terms of what the industry needs.
1: Yeah, that seems true. It's probably concentrated in specific fields too, like if you're doing... I don't know compilers or something or, or like some very specific yes. niche machine learning. Then maybe you have more individual experts or, or depth engineers, I guess as you yeah, call them. But yeah, but especially for normal business development, I don't know software to to make money off of. I, I I think you're right that that's very much breadth over depth.
0: Yeah. So on this question, you know, the the question that that just keeps niggling at me is: Should I stop mentoring, coaching, and helping my team plan? In order to develop myself and I'm like, well, if you're going to go for the depth engineer role, then maybe, maybe you need to cut all that stuff out and just focus on your elastic search skills, (laughs) you know, but I doubt I doubt that's where this person is going. And so to me, it seems like a paradox to say, I want to get really good at influencing lots of engineers and being a force multiplier and working through others, but I don't want to work with anyone. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I, I i'm gonna focus i'm gonna cut out all my mentoring time so i can focus on getting really good at working with others exactly exactly like yeah i've never
0: met a senior individual contributor like a, a staff principal level individual contributor who's not also an effective mentor with lots of mentoring experience and time
1: yeah well you convince me it's answered
0: okay <laughs> great congratulations to me i guess
1: <laughs> uh, should we move on to the next question
0: Yeah. Will you read this one?
1: I will. This is from another anonymous listener. They say, hello, soft skills. Love the show and you're a great banter. Keep the laughs coming. Do you have any tips for active listening? My manager is very, very chatty and our catch-ups over Zoom often last two hours or more. <laughs> I find myself drifting in and out while he talks and then need to snap out of it when I hear something that might be useful. Oh no. <laughs> How do I keep focused in extra long meetings where we are one on one and the content is not particularly interesting? Oh my gosh. Thanks. Oh, oh no. Would this be better or worse that it's happening over Zoom than in person? Worse. I was going to say better cuz you can you can do other stuff more you can multitask less obviously. It's like Jam-
0: Jameson, are you there? Hello, hello. You're like, you are just oh, hear in the background the sorry. frantic clicking of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm.
1: Cl- hang on, I'm busy clicking on heads in Counter Strike. <laughs> what were you saying again? <laughs>
0: By which I mean, I, I was finding the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, two hours on Zoom with one person who you're not interested in. I
1: just imagine a two hour a regular two hour catch up stuck in a room with another person. Where you can't who, multitask. Who is your boss and you can't multitask. Like, I don't want to be stuck in a room with a really good friend for two hours with no <laughs> escape when we're not talking about work. <laughs> what about me? It's never happened yet, so I guess we'll have to try it. We'll find out. Yeah. I wonder how many hours... What, what's the ratio of time we spent together in person versus virtually? It's got to be pretty outrageous. It's
0: got to be 100 to 1. If yeah, not, at two hundred to one.
1: Yeah, we'll <laughs> change that in the in the in the good times soon to come. I guess
0: little insider info about this podcast: Jameson and I, we never do this in person, and we never turn on our cameras. <laughs> so when I see Jameson in person, which is about once a year, maybe, yeah, I am always surprised at what you look like.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I just I'm like, oh, that's Jameson. That's after
1: you moved across the country to be closer to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we live like half an hour away now and
0: We still don't see each other.
1: I think I think we see each other about the same amount as when we lived on the other side of the country from each other.
0: Actually we may have seen each other more when I was on the other side of the country. That's true, because like...
1: yeah, you would come you would come into town for like a special occasion and I would think, Oh, Dave's here. We'll go hang out. Yeah, but now that I'm now, here. Dave's every always day. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the point? I okay. just Take you for granted. <laughs>
0: And long story short, even we, who spend a considerable amount of time together each week, probably would never do this. No. <laughs> Two hours, one-on-one. Oof. Oh.
1: Yeah, I don't think your problem is you're bad at active listening. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not... <laughs> I don't think getting really good at active listening will solve this. Um, Unless, in, in I mean, that would indicate that your manager can tell you're not listening, and instead of saying, like, hey, pay attention... They just keep talking and talking and talking until you come back to pay attention and they just know that you're drifting off and instead of pointing that out, they like lull you into (laughs) a blissful daze. I don't know. Yeah, you're just going to be tired from listening even harder for two hours.
0: Yeah, so maybe the goal here is to go into like a a trance-like state (laughs) where you you can be triggered, reawakened from your trance at all the right moments, this is this would be awesome. And once you kind of nail that, you should see how long you can go. Three hours, four hours. I mean,
1: there are technology tools that could help you as well. I've seen people with those Zoom backgrounds that make it look like they're there, but it really it's a video. Mm-hmm. And you could have some kind of like thing that detects silence and sticks in an uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> and just keep the conversation going.
0: Oh, I, I, love that. Very chatt- yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, the real question is, how do you tell your manager, hey, two hours is too long for a catch up and I can't pay attention and it's not interesting. Like that's hard to say to your manager, but that's the problem here. It's not, it's not your bad at listening. Your manager is bad at listening if they're talking for two hours.
0: Yes. Or, you know, the glass is half full. Your manager is really good at talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Usually they are though. I feel like Talking good is a is a thing that (laughs) concentrates in managers. In and out while he talks, and then you just snap out of it. You should just say, "Hey, I'm gonna zone out for a little bit." When you say something, I need to pay attention to, or that might be useful. Can you make sure I'm like, let me know, and then (laughs) just yeah. How do how do you say this? Because because it would be hurtful probably if they assume you have this great friendship. You're just hanging out. It lasts so long because you have such a good time together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you are just dying inside the whole time. <laughs>
0: this is tricky. How do you preserve their feelings? I mean, the the way that this happens in friendships is with excuses and ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so in an engineering work environment, the answer is fake alerts from your production system that call you away. Ah,
1: yeah, okay. That
0: just happened to take place at about the 45-minute mark into every weekly one-on-one.
1: So you just have a script that sends out an alert. I was thinking you actually break stuff, but you have a much better (laughs) idea. (laughs) Yeah, you could even put it on a cron job and then add some jitter in there, like your one-on-ones are probably at the same time every week. Uh Uh-huh. Plus or minus 20 minutes into it, I yeah, then then it's random-ish.
0: Yes, it's perfect. Oh, man, I, I'm really bummed because I just got this alert, and I was really loving what we were talking about, but I, I really got to take care of this. Do you do you understand?
1: Yeah. You know, weekly topic was so interesting to me, but I'll have to catch up on thing you were talking about next week. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you could script that too. So yeah. <laughs> you're not even there. <laughs> you could do like a deep fake of you saying those words. With randomly inserted phrase. You could. Your job has now pivoted. Good news. You're going to get a huge raise when you become an AI expert.
1: Yeah, exactly. How much, where's the payoff point? How much time is it worth investing into (laughs) building this thing to (laughs) save you time?
0: Sounds like you've got about two hours a week already allocated for you to work on this. So
1: I've given feedback to bosses before that was difficult for them to hear and difficult for me to deliver. But they had shown signs that they were open to receiving feedback. And I don't know what it's like with your boss here. And if they're not open, then that's kind of a tricky thing. But if, if you feel like they've been open to feedback in other ways, I I don't know of a secret sneaky way to do this besides saying, I want this time to be useful and I feel like it's not, or I'm having trouble keeping with up with all my work commitments, or I don't know, maybe ask them what they're hoping to get out of this time that you spend together.
0: What are you hoping to get out of this? Because I'm getting nothing.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's a way you can communicate that without being... If you're too subtle, then they won't get it. Yep. So you can't be too subtle. If you just say, hey, how do you feel about these one-on-ones? They'll be like, great. I want them to be longer. (laughs) I I miss the time we're not talking together. Uh,
0: My least favorite time of day is when this meeting ends.
1: Yeah. When you're saying excuses and ghosting, I was thinking like you would have to go wash your hair or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh hang on, I have to go talk to my other boss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Children are really good at interrupting meetings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We're all working from home now. There's definitely something at your house that can distract you.
1: They come with additional overhead, but yeah. <laughs> they are good for that. Oh, so you're saying
0: <laughs> if you don't have a child, this might be a reason to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean you could adopt, you know. It's not very hard. It's not very yeah. hard to have kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are worse reasons i am having a hard time imagining a worse reason for having children than this
1: i mean they all get pretty bleak so (laughs) let's move on to what you were gonna say
0: (laughs) i was gonna offer a serious suggestion which is if you're worried about hurting this person's feelings which is a valid concern and one that i would not encourage you to do meaning i would not encourage you to hurt their feelings you could say i'm gonna take a calendar inventory, and I'm going to identify all the blocks of time on my calendar, especially meetings, and try to point out for myself the objectives for each one and see if we're meeting those. So for this meeting, could you help me define what the objectives are? And I'm also going to do this for my other meetings, which, by the way, this is a good idea to do anyway. Speaking of spring cleaning uh, your old things you've said yes to. But, you know, you could do that and then talk about those objectives with your boss and then say, okay, I think we can meet these objectives and save ourselves a little time. You know, and maybe, I don't know. The way this backfires is when your boss says, my objective is you're just a really good listener and I just need someone to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: really enjoy spending time together. That's a brilliant idea. And I like how I said this is impossible to do without hurting your feelings. And then you said, why don't you do this thing that won't hurt their feelings? (laughs) Um, I learned stuff. Yeah. I like that idea. That's rad. All right. So traditionally in one-on-ones, they're supposed to have a defined role. And if your manager can't articulate that, then they're just kind of copying what they've seen other people do. So I I would expect a good manager to know what they want out of a one-on-one or a regular chat time with a report. And Mm -hmm. some people have different definitions, but they should have something. Yeah. I mean, a common thing I hear is like, you're not supposed to just use them to catch up about status. I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of my philosophy that I try to enact and sometimes fail at, but it's about all the other non-status stuff about work of career direction and yeah. feedback and things that are concerning on the team or things that are going well and just just all the other stuff. Yeah. But that's a pretty loose definition. So if I was taking two hours, I could say like, yeah, it's all the other stuff. It's, we're not talking <laughs> about status. We're talking about the big game coming up. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, maybe no. with this person, you need a tighter definition than that.
0: When you said the big game, I just couldn't help but think of the IT crowd. Did you see that ludicrous display last night?
1: <laughs> I don't think I've even seen that clip. I've just heard people quote it enough that I know. Oh, really? I know it's a thing. Oh, That's funny. Yeah, I like your suggestion, Dave. They should do
0: that. Okay, well, <laughs> let's just rename the show, to Do Dave's suggestions. Do yeah, <laughs> Dave's suggestions. Oh, I just really think we need to have listeners start signing a, a waiver saying, <laughs> "Do not hold us responsible for the ridiculous crap that we told you to do." Yeah, someday
1: maybe that's an extra high level of Patreon support is uh you can hold us responsible if you <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you give us enough money. It uh, comes with a
1: guarantee. Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this advice is warranted against defect for one year
1: (laughs) yeah it's like those dual open source licenses where yes you pick the license this is the enterprise support plan (laughs) of soft skills engineering
0: (laughs) that's right oh man
1: well what can people do if they want to ask their own questions and consider the support plan
0: (laughs) just click uh, go to soft skills.audio and click on our pricing page (laughs) Where it says, for enterprise pricing, call one of our reps. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate that when it's like $5 per user for the professional version and for the enterprise version, call us. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a lot. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, if you want to get your question answered, you can go to softskills.audio and click ask a question where you can fill out our form. We just want to say thank you to everyone who does that. We really appreciate the steady influx of many wonderful questions. Thank you. We will catch you next week.